Hello and welcome to the Coco Berna podcast, a podcast that celebrates free-spirited women and young girls determined to live life fully, a space that considers how one can embody the Coco Berna philosophy of beauty, wisdom, and well-being in their lives. I am your host, Belinda Kokweka Basi Ifraim, as well as founder and CEO of CocoBerna.com, a contemporary West African heritage and lifestyle company. Today's episode is the idea that all lives matter, but with the clear understanding that black lives matter too. We matter. I am going to get straight to it. Do all lives matter? Absolutely. But there is too much scar tissue from black people's everyday experiences of racism in America. And quite frankly, we are exhausted and still we rise. While you may not have experienced racism personally, you may have been misjudged, not seen, bullied, or mistreated in some form by other people. If you have, then I implore you to think back to how you felt in that moment. Now, multiply it a thousand times over and consider how that feels on a daily, day in, day out basis. This is how being black in America feels like. Being black in America means there is no break when it comes to racism. It shows up at the workplace, the supermarket, in relationships, in a client meeting, on the highway, in the restaurant, in the retail stores, and most likely at the hospital on the day you were born. Although I dare not speak for all, as a black immigrant, we are subject to the same faith living in America. If you are an immigrant or a black person not living in America, please do not make the mistake of thinking you are immune. As a black person not living in America, if you have any black family member or loved ones living here, be very afraid, for they are also subject to the same faith. It is not an issue of economics, and neither should it ever be. It is an issue of our skin color and whether we are afforded the same human rights as other races, other people, other human beings. Understand when I say, while I may have sat in the same college class with you, live in the same neighborhood or building as you, worked with you, had intimate relationships with you, and pay the same level of taxes as you, our experiences, you and I, are marginally and significantly different. For me, as a black person in America, it is a matter of life and death and starts with the daily recognition that when I leave my house in the morning, I have to always ensure I dot my I's and cross my T's. Because if I do not, it increases the chance of interacting with a police officer that day. And if I do interact with a police officer that day, I cannot be sure I will make it back home alive. To be clear, racism is a deep-rooted mental, emotional, and spiritual sickness in America, especially against black people, that has lasted for centuries. Racism is not getting worse. Do not be fooled. It is instead getting filmed and we see it in all of its gory detail. It is too much for any black person to watch and not recall a racist experience where that could have been us. So when you hear us say we are tired and exhausted, 
these videos bring up all of those tiny little insidious experiences buried away. So yes, Black Lives Matter then, now, and they always will. George Floyd's agony, may his soul rest in perfect peace, was filmed. We heard a grown man saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And we watched as a nation in shame and shock. As black immigrants in America, we had no idea how this legacy of bigotry and unequal treatment ran deep, real deep. So we stand with our fellow black American brothers and sisters, our fathers, our husbands, our brothers, our sons, our uncles, we black women, our mothers, our daughters, our sisters, our aunties. No one is immune. As long as this continues, especially here in America, we are all subject to the same faith. A poem by Maya Angelou. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust I rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Cause I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Cause I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still like air, I will rise. I rise, I rise, I rise. The tool is dispassionate. They say if you obey the law, you will be safe. But the law is just a tool. It does not know whether it is just. It only knows how to hit. So it hits whatever looks like a nail. Sometimes that is barging into someone's home and taking innocent lives. Breonna Taylor. Or a white knee of a police officer pressed down on a black neck attached to the body of a black man who never once resisted, George Floyd, or the falsely accused who ends up dying as a result of negligence within the justice system. They say if you obey the law, you will be safe. But some people can disobey the law and still know they are safe. Others disobey the law and they will never be safe. That is just how the tool was built. It is dispassionate. It does not care for the consequences. And if the tool had killed another black man for not threatening a white woman, it would only be because that is how the tool is built. The tool would not care if a black man died for watching the birds in Central Park. The tool is dispassionate. The tool is just doing what we designed it to do. The policeman and the criminal justice system 
are just doing what we designed them to do. They do not care for the consequences. And you, Amy Cooper, you were just using the tool in the way it was designed to be used, knowing as a white person, you will be safe with impunity. Would it be your fault then if another innocent black man had been killed for asking you to obey the law? Perhaps. Perhaps not. I have great difficulty answering such questions. It is tiring, but I am hopeful. Allyship. Allies, let me ask, do you believe black people are human beings deserving of the same dignity and respect that ought to be afforded all human beings, including yourself? Of course you do, right? Yet, I encourage you to pause in your steadfastness and ask yourself this question anyway, because in order to truly care about our struggle and our pain, you have to fully see us black people as human. To be an ally means you are my brother or sister in this struggle, regardless of your race or color. You see me as a human being who is deserving of full rights, just as you are afforded. When we stand together in love, we all win. Racism does not exist. I love the color of my black skin that wraps my light, my soul. But I am tired. We, black people, are all tired. It is exhausting because if you do not see racism or believe racism exists by now, in this moment of history, the honest truth is you will never see me, a black person, as a human being, and that is okay. No, it's not okay. You might not be able to fully understand my experience, but it is no longer enough to say, I am with you in solidarity, or that, oh yeah, I read Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, so I am not racist, and therefore I do not see race, which means you do not see me and my kind. As long as you choose to stay silent, or fail to acknowledge that there is a deep-rooted problem in this country, you are part of the problem. I know you say you're not racist, but you have to be more than that. You have to be human. You have to be anti-racism. You have to speak up. Go get educated, but please, do not ask black people to do this for you. Rightful protesters are not looters. Rightful protest is the beginning of progress, and we people must lead with love, releasing judgments and anger to protect our children and those of future generations. Now that protesters and allies have the attention of the world, what are the next steps in moving forward in healing never to return to this place we currently find ourselves in? How can we as black people continue to show up as we have done for centuries past with self-love and acts of kindness toward the goodwill and benefit of all future generations, especially all black children of tomorrow? To those who are influential and have spoken up, to those who see clearly the systematic injustice of their fellow man 
and have taken steps to stand together with us in love and yet not against anyone else. Thank you so much for your love, your alliance, your friendship, and your support. To corporations and businesses, inclusivity and diversity is a form of greenwashing. If the culture that you tolerate allows for gossiping, rumor-mongering, and other insidious behaviors to fester, as this is usually how racism and prejudice begins and thrives in the workplace. A false accusation from an employee about another employee is not right. You better check yourselves. To the majority of men and women in law enforcement who take pride in doing their tough job the right way every day, We must work together with elected officials to create a new normal in which the legacy of bigotry and unequal treatment no longer infects our institutions or our hearts. As my colleague Patrick Bosworth stated, I hope that the outrage and energy that has rightfully erupted in our country can be channeled into effective political action. I will include a link below to his YouTube video where he walks through effective tips to communicate directly and influence your elected officials. I'll also provide a link for you to figure out who your elected officials are if you don't know who they are and how to contact them. To my friend, Nana Akia Amoa, thank you, my darling. Your post served as sole inspiration for this episode. It got me off my couch, where I lay emotionally exhausted, with my stomach tied in knots, trying to recharge, to release the pain, and to love. I hope I did it enough justice. To COVID-19, many human beings died at your hands, and there was loss of life. You also made life uncomfortable for all of us, but I thank you. I thank you because you awakened 7.8 billion people in the world to their fragile mortality, so that when we now see one human being mistreated, falsely accused or killed by another human being without regard of the consequences, we sit the fuck up and say no. This is not right. This is not why we survived. Enough is enough. In Africa, we have a proverb that translates, the fish starts to rot from the top. The truth is, racism is institutionalized in America, and it starts at the top. In summary, all lives matter, but more importantly, black people are human beings, and so our lives matter too. Black Lives Matter because I believe that we can all commit to eliminating inequality, institutional racism, bigotry, and social injustice. Black Lives Matter because I believe we can build an inclusive world that recognizes and respects people of all backgrounds and experiences. Black Lives Matter because I am hopeful that with love and deep empathy, we all can unite to end the abuse of privilege and police brutality in order to heal this nation for all of our children and for all future generations to come. 
Let's get well soon so we can move forward in love. From all of us at Cocoberna, here is to peace of mind and progress toward one human race steeped in love. Thank you for listening. I will see you next time.